Welcome to the OCR Disrupt podcast with your hosts, Nick Day and James Rockley. So we're back, episode number six of OCR Disrupt. Happy New Year to everyone out there. That's been a while. It has. How long? Two months? We were supposed to record before Christmas. And then after Christmas. And then before the new year. And then we just haven't got around to it. So uh, we're leaving you all in anticipation. I think we've come down to the idea that we're pretty much going to be releasing an episode a month, which means we're actually on schedule with this episode. This will be January's. It's per average though, right? Because we're going to just record six today and then we're not doing anything for the next half half a year. Pretty much. So we've got a few things to talk about today. Basically catching up on the end of 2018 quick review we've had a few award ceremonies some bits and pieces and then what else are we going to talk about today James? Uh, so well like I say many award ceremonies and we're going to go into looking at part of the main sort of disruptions that we normally go through and what is going on in the OCR world because it all seems to just be dying off weird things happening in weird places no one can really understand what's happening so first debate is OCR dying particularly in the UK yeah so that'd be an interesting one uh, Tough Mudder in Trouble I guess that kind of fits into the same principle as the previous one um, and Spartan's assassination of the album assassination of the album and assassination of everybody's bank accounts yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah we've just sat there and worked out how much it costs per meter to do a Spartan race and um, remortgage basically this is coming from someone who actually really likes Spartan races but I think we've lost a little bit of uh, sensibility yeah basically we're going to talk shit for an hour edit it down to about 45 minutes Thoughts new. We'll see what comes out. Yeah. Um, and then I'm quite looking forward to would they beat John today? Would they beat John? John Alban versus Joe DeSena. Joe DeSena. And then obviously the uh, standard shout outs to Dick of the Day, etc. So, yeah, let's crack on. Yeah. Part one. Race tips from someone who has broken it all. Part one, the first episode of the new year. Everyone's going around with uh, New Year's resolutions now, aren't they? They yeah. are. Everyone's going to become vegan, anti-glucose, I don't know, whatever else it'll be this year. I've just read a thing about histamines and people that are now thinking they're anti... Cutting gluten. Oh, God. Cutting carbs. Yeah. Going paleo. If those people could cut carbs, fats, proteins and everything else out, water, that'd be great. Introducing CrossFit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Stretching more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Training more. I'm not not going to agree with that one. Um, Basically, this year, don't be a bellend. If your training hasn't worked for the past year, you've made no progress, and you said last year you were going to learn to do monkey bars or a pull-up or to climb or whatever, and you didn't, and you trained hard for it, and you actually trained hard for it, because let's be honest, everyone lies, don't they? Fact. Then maybe change your approach this year. Look at something different. Look at a different way of doing it. I know we're all for the technique approach, but... So I took your advice on, James. I put up pull-up bars in my house. Have you used them? I have used them not as much as I wanted to. Yeah. But they are up. That's stage one, right? Yeah, yeah. My wife tells me I'm very good at buying kit and, and having all the, the, well, the bells and whistles, but I'm, well I'm not so that. good at using it. Apparently, all I, I spend more time building and no time using. Yeah. But, much to her horror, we do have pull-up bars in our kitchen doorway, our utility doorway, and our bedroom doorway now in the house. Yeah. That's three. Have you done any pull-ups on them at all? I have used all of them. Well, there you go. I mean, that's more training that's than we would have done. That's a start. It's a start. That's a start, yeah. I'm not quite doing it every time I go under a doorway. I'm not going to lie to you, mate. I don't think I've done a pull-up since last summer, but... Well, so that's good. You know. I got that from, from, from yours truly, so that's a... Well, there we go. Just Yeah, basically this year, look at training differently if it's not working out for you. If you've been trying something for two, three years, or even a year, and it's not worked sit down and have a look at what it's doing it stop doing the same thing over and over again because how often do we see that every year the same people want to do the same thing and they don't change how they want to do it and we're off season right so now's the time to work on supposed weaknesses yeah 
Yeah. I mean, people tell me they're a weakness, I don't know what they are, but yeah, sure. <laughs> well, that'd be running, wouldn't it? Um, Interesting what people's resolutions are, though. Yeah. So, you, I'm assuming from your don't be a bellend point, you don't have any resolutions. No, no, I'm going to continue to be as much of a bellend as I can. I thought your resolution was in 2019 to beat Dan Corner at a race, starting with Tough Guy. Oh, I didn't realise. I thought that's like not even a challenge, so why would. <laughs> Why would that be a resolution? Let's just turn up to the race and get it done. Uh, maybe finish a race this year would be nice. But, be or qual- qualify for the World Championships and the European Championships, because I didn't qualify last year, did I? I think a lot of people's resolutions are qualify for the European Championships, but or, that's not actually that easy to do. As well, no, and easy. then I think more people have the resolution of registering for the World, uh, the world Championships and European Championships, because I hear that that's even harder than qualifying this year. <laughs> There's a lot of resolutions out there for just losing money as well. Yeah, yeah. Signing up and not actually going. Well, maybe we've got it all wrong. And actually, the World Championship, or sorry, the European Championship this year are bringing in more of a mental and psychological testing aspect. And that is how you sign up. You know, Spartan Race have that thing where you have to memorise the code as you go through the race. For the Euros, you've just got to get online and sign up somehow. So me and James are thinking of launching a new international, global, worldwide OCR event. You have to solve a very complex puzzle in Mm. order to be able to enter. A bit like the Barclay Marathons. Pretty much. We take your money up front, though, because that's the only way to do it. Obviously, you can only get access to the puzzle if you've paid you £200 up front. Once that's done, we'll send you the puzzle to solve. Mm. If you can solve it, you're able to come to the start line you will win the honour of being international global worldwide OCR Spartan champion puzzle uh, yeah. if you pass the puzzle and uh, yeah, then you can get on the start line I don't yeah. know who will win that just to win. clarify that the £200 that is early bird and only available to the first <laughs> five members if you want a t-shirt that's an extra £40 we sure. will be doing free car parking that free car parking costs £25 um, and camping passes are available if you want but we will cut them off but um, this is the most prestigious title there is to win yeah, yeah this yeah. is more important, bigger than the Europeans, bigger than the world. Never heard of them. It's the global world international Spartan intercontinental into space, yeah. World championships. Yeah, yeah. And sure. um, you know, if you want to enter, we will set it up. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, probably the spectacle of this year, I think. I don't even know why we're bothering on the rest of this podcast. We should just talk about our race format. We should. We are gonna announce the location of the event after you've paid up. Yeah. Um, and it may start a day earlier than you thought it would when we give the dates away. Yes, and the distance, away. that may change depending on how we feel on the day. <laughs> that may change, that may change. So it's likely at the moment to be some point in 2019. Maybe uh, 2020, you know. Probably a couple of days before you think it will be. Um, yeah. So probably just... But if you think it's going to be too early, it may well be after you think it's going to be as well. True. So, so book several flights, yep. probably our advice. <laughs> and, um, and hotels, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the start line. Yes, yeah. I think it's going to be the biggest event of yeah. 2019, 20 or, or 25. Vegans need not apply. Or, no. or gluten intolerant people. Yes, yeah, there will be much gluten. Or intolerant people. We'll go on to that later. Probably. Well, I'm intolerant, so I... So, uh, yeah, uh, well, man is broken at all. Advice, don't be a bellend. And... Sign up for our new fantastic race. Yeah, it's funding my student lifestyle, so please continue. I will put up a, uh, we'll try and set up a website for the race so you can, you can <laughs> yes. enter. We'll make it really complex. Yes, yes. Of which I did, in preparation for this podcast, go to the Mudstacle League and say, oh, you know, which races are involved? Can't find it. Well, this is part of it. You it's cannot, it's challenge. so hard to find what races are involved in the Mudstacle League this year by going to the Mudstacle site. So Mudstacle, if you're listening, just take a look and see if you can make it a little bit easier. We did find it eventually, but let's go well, to your Facebook page. We found it eventually, come on. We're pretty smart. I found it eventually. True. So I won that race. I'm already leading the Mudsicle season pass, aren't I? I'm winning this already. It's just, you know, it's not that intuitive. No, it was hard to find. We had to go to the Facebook page and find a link to a, a website. You know, it wasn't, it was not easy to find. So if you're listening to this, if you can make those adjustments, that would be cool. Because let's be honest, at the moment, people seem to be only signing up for races that are either qualifiers for 
the Euros, mm. the Worlds. Yeah, no one's doing anything to enjoy themselves anymore, are they? Seems to have changed. We'll get yeah, to that in a bit, I think. Does. I think in the end, we ended up trying to find our race calendar via Obstacle Race magazine, and they had a pretty decent um, spread out. They had a lot more races. I think they had five or six this month, whereas Mudstacle had none. Didn't even have Tough Guy listed on Mudstacle, but... No. Tough Guy back, of course. Yeah. Apparently under a new name. Not under a new name. Hey, um, I like the race. I couldn't care what name it's called. Uh, it's an okay race. It's, again, costs a small arm and a leg to get there. I don't know when the last time I paid for it was, so... All right, for some. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For the average Joe. D- yeah, right, you're average, are you? The average person. <laughs> 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 I can't afford to go. It's expensive. You spend all your money driving out here to do podcasts. No, this, is, this, is, this is true. So... How was everyone's... How was your Christmas, James? Let's, let's wrap up 2018... Uh, clearly I wrapped up a lot of cakes I've put on £8 over the Christmas period and I've torn my calf so I'm not training so uh, not the best finish to 2018 for me Notoriously I am extremely Christmassy and very happy as a person so spent most of the time just trying to avoid the family writing essays and climbing did not manage to eat food really I sort of living on my sort of half a meal or one meal a day kind of principle so I have lost quite a considerable amount of weight as this is all part started. of your plan to beat Dan Corner though right yes yeah it's sure. a higher strength to weight ratio that's what it is now so sure yeah whereas uh, he, he went the other way so must admit to you the you say Dan's got a bit fat well I mean I couldn't really comment because I met him for the first time yesterday you commented um, earlier uh, he's put a bit, got a bit porky yeah I'm sure I did <laughs> um, yeah I met him for the first time yesterday that was uh, an, inter- an interesting meet after I tore every one of his achievements to shreds and uh, questioned everything about him but uh, nice guy nice guy very very nice guy and I'm not saying that under duress at all so yeah no Christmas for me just studying and doing essays really what about yourself and I ate a lot yeah which is if you if this was being videoed it would be quite evident I think yeah New Year's what'd you do let me guess let me guess (laughs) there was alcohol involved there was a lot of alcohol involved I'm not gonna lie yeah a lot of food involved I don't think I've had an alcoholic drink since like September maybe? I don't think I've not had an alcoholic yeah. drink since September. <laughs> this might be part of the problem. Oh dear. Uh, apparently a glass of red wine a day is very good. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. For the, uh, for the wine manufacturers. <laughs> it's the other nine aren't so good. Yeah, so 2018 finished with the Muscle Awards. We should probably give a shout out to those that aren't aware who followed it. Who won what? <laughs> I went you up for one of the awards. I think you were. Unsung Hero. Unsung Hero. Yeah, award. yeah. Didn't win, so let's just move on. <laughs> Uh, Let's have a look. I think we're for a podcast award as well, aren't we? We were, not in the Mud Run Guide Awards. Yes, of course. We would like to thank everyone for nominating us. Well, it's a bit of a complex process. You had to vote to be shortlisted, which I think confused everyone, so they thought they'd already voted. And then when you got shortlisted, you had to vote again, or had to nominate again, or vote again, whatever, to, to win it. So there was two rounds of voting. We were the only UK podcast, I think, to get to the final bit you're right I think you're right which surprised me because we all know there's another good podcast I say audio but if we didn't win I don't know where we came we probably came <laughs> don't know. I think Spartan Up won it never heard of him which is interestingly the Joe DeSena podcast I think oh really surprised me I thought I, I said dominated you, yeah I said that they'd win but I didn't realise that Joe DeSena ran a podcast I think we knew as soon as we got to the final round it was never going to be uh, anywhere further than getting to the final well, with all five of our podcasts released yeah, competing yeah. against people that have got a couple of hundred or thousands yeah, yeah I was confident mate quietly but we got there which is, which is good we did Can't we did too critical let's go back to the Muscle Awards female winners Nikki Johnson second Josie Nye Becky Reynolds. never heard of them couple of Nuclear Phoenix OCR team girls in there which is impressive to see uh, male winners Jason Bronick Jason Molam and Andrew French the Nuclear Phoenix guy Frenchy, Frenchy. what are you playing at mate what have you paid off 
Female Masters, Ruth Goodwin, Alora Hayward and Bridget Upton. Male Masters, Jason Wright, Philip Behrman and Richard Ward and team winners. Of course, this is really the real reason I wanted to talk about the awards. Of course, yeah, I see it now. The Nuclear Pigeons. The Nuclear Phoenix OCR team, number one at the top, taking it above Mudstacle Machines, team that's in third. I'd kind of be disappointed if you didn't, considering there are 8,400 members of your team. There are only 20 members of our team. There are six Mudstacle Machines. There are only 20 members. (laughs) There are, I think, 74 members of Team Nuts. Yeah, no, no, that uh, that checks out. I think everyone's part of Team Nuts. So um, yeah, Nuclear Phoenix. Top How many of those races did you you know contribute I, towards? I contributed a huge number of zero points in the yeah. final uh, winter table. Um, yeah, my contribution was massive. Um, I think I came 181st in the World Champs or something. I don't know. It's, it's over 100. I thought okay. You know, what, I'll be honest with you, mate. I'm just jealous that you managed to qualify and get there. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, my my uh, contribution. It was wasn't very good. <laughs> it was a bit shit. <laughs> yeah, I just had one of those years of being constantly injured. Never heard of him. Drinking too much, eating too much, and uh, not training enough. Not training enough. Yeah, yeah. Life, 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 life. got in the way. But um, hey, some of the guys in the team did really well. Daz Sauce, what an improvement he's made last year. Yeah. Um, he's been selected to be in the elite race of the toughest series this year. Yeah. Which is great for him. Becky Rendell, the same. Yeah. She's had vast improvements. So, yeah, Monique coming from nowhere. Yeah. We've got Alf coming through the ranks. Yeah. It's exciting times. He'll be pretty damn good when he hits puberty, I think. <laughs> His mum's joined the team. Oh, really? Yeah. So the latest member of Nuclear Phoenix OCR is Leslie. Oh. Alf's mum. What's Alf's surname? Powell. Alf Leslie Powell. Welcome yeah, to the her. Masters female. There we are. No, no. Uh, so that was 2018 recap. Anyway, discussion one. OCR Disrupt, attempting to tackle controversial conversations. What's happened to OCR? Is it just me? or It seems flat, doesn't it? It does seem flat. I and mean, we talked about this about the World Champs period. It seems a bit flat for the World Champs. Maybe yeah. this is it. The scene at the moment seems a bit flat. There are less races. Everyone's going to prison. <laughs> suspended sentence oh sorry my apologies but yeah it's races are dying people the, that are racing and winning aren't getting paid yeah. allegedly qualifications become a, mon- a mental mind game and you I know registering funds come out of it like when was the last time we heard or people talking on the chat about just having a fun race it's always about how do I qualify yeah yeah completely complicated place of getting they're valid arguments I think a lot of it's come down to the fact that people are training for specific things rather than training to enjoy themselves as well but the top athletes are leaving it John Alman mm. okay he still does OCR but his Sky Race is his priority yeah um, Hunter McIntyre's left completely and last... just lifts things up and down now yeah he does what the, the TMX and, uh, and CrossFit yeah. games and things what do you think I'll be keen to know put it on the Facebook chat if you're interested in, in having an opinion on it are we just missing it and there's a whole group of it's conversations probably, which is quite it's possible. probably that neither of us do any racing anymore it's taking it place that we're missing or has it just gone a bit flat if you go onto Google and sort of put in the, the growth of OCR they all relate to 2016-2017 yeah 2018 there's nothing really in there at all about the growth of the school mm. and even Tough Mudder have come out you know and, and said that I think there's an article available Tough tough Times at Tough Mudder Towers or whatever is Mudstacle yeah. and Will Dean by his own admission saying Tough Mudder have struggled over the last year and they've adapted poorly and so even there you know getting hit around a bit so so what do we think 2019 is going to look like James what's the future what's the answer how do we get people engaged in OCR again is it just because we've changed it is it because it's a bit conf- I think it's a bit confused people a lot of people are saying it's going to go short course it's going to go long is it about I think that's like a monkey is it about running like a marine 
I think, yeah, I think it's a problem with there's just so many race formats now, isn't there, as well? We've got four races, five races at the Worlds now. And they're expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, what did we work out Spartan to be a minute ago? You know, £30 a kilometre? £30 a kilometre. £3 for 100 metres of race? Yeah. £3 per 100 metres? What is that? I don't, I don't know. I beg any of you to, if you know that fact, to run around with you. If you've entered Spartan, you know, an elite race at Spartan, 5k. Yeah. 1k, that's cost you 30 quid. It's ridiculous. It doesn't include your fuel to get there. No. It doesn't include your free parking. Yeah, so uh, we, we really enjoyed this. We went through a sprint race, like 90-odd quid or something ridiculous. We did work out. £85. £85. And uh, don't worry, though, because you can purchase a free parking pass for £18. <laughs> <laughs> what? How is that free? I know, and then a T-shirt, 20 quid if you want one of those. £20 for a T-shirt. Yeah. They're not even as good as they used to be. It's a lovely no, old T-shirt. I think, yeah, I think like you're right. And um, that doesn't include that price that we've put in there for £30 a kilometre no. doesn't include if you want to add in a, like a little bit of metal to go in the back of your medal that's another tenner and then £30 for a campsite pass so conceivably for a beast we were looking at you could be paying about 180 quid. could be an awful lot of money with a, with a £12 admin charge yeah I know what's that all about it's crazy £12 admin charge by the way I think the 30 quid did include the parking but I think it's just another question of, you know, is it because we're just so limited? Is it because they're profiteering because there are so few races and mm. we're all lacking choice now? We all want to go and qualify for something. So we're all signing up thinking, hey, we'll just write the prices. Or, and I'm not an obstacle, like, I'm not an RD. Is it because it costs that much to run a race and they're trying to turn a profit? Making a profit thing is obviously what they need to do, but I think they are profiteering while they can. While the market's still high and people are going to want to do it, you know. What do I know? I don't race anymore. I know. Spartan race doesn't even qualify you for the Euros. And it's not going to, feasibly, because their European Championships is the same day as the Euros. Yes, yeah, we've just looked that up. I was actually just, just quickly scrolling through now to see that a Spartan's kid race is 25 quid. 25 quid. 25 I'm supposed to be encouraging kids to come into the sport. 25 quid. I don't know if it's going to ask me if I want to add anything else. Oh, sorry. £27.38 you because you need to pay £2.38 processing fee. There are a couple of discount codes out there which can be easily found. Of course, of course. I'm sure they'll be thrown at us repeatedly for the next Probably. year. But also, what did we see? If you buy a season pass for £409 per additional race that you want to go into the Elite Wave, £30. I know, it's crazy. So what's that? It's when the trifecta weekend's another 90 quid on top of that? Yeah. What? A joke. And which, of course, you have to do those elite races if you want to qualify for the mm. elite championships, which I understand. It's but obviously, don't worry about going to Spartan race if you want to go for the European championships or even... It's the, the European. So, the European championships have changed their qualifying criteria this year. It's quite confusing. And if I'm honest, I still haven't quite got my head around it. But ultimately, the race has to be logged on a site called muddest.com. Mm-hmm. And the race needs to be a race as part of the OCR governing body for that country of course the UK doesn't have one Mm -hmm. so you can get racing the UK to add themselves to that list and if they're verified and your race is verified as an elite finish whatever it might be then you can get yourself qualified yes but Spartan who have their own European championships running on the same day are not going to particularly want to add their Mm -hmm. races to that list because it's going to take participants away from their European championships in order to go to the Polish one yeah also Arguably, and maybe I'm biased because I'm in the UK, but some of the biggest spenders and travellers for these OCR events tend to be Team UK. Mm. I mean, there's hundreds of us that go to all these races. Half of us can't qualify. I think there's one race is already gone, mm-hmm. which was McTuffest. McTuff. 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 Uh, and there's two races left. You've got Nuts and... I don't know what the other race was. Mm. Muscle Laker? Muscle Laker. Yeah. And that's it. 
They're the only UK races currently that you can qualify at. What was our listener base like last time? Did we listen? Was it mainly Polish again, or...? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not that happened a bit that. <laughs> I was going to say, are they... Uh, maybe they got rid of, they got rid of most of them. <laughs> yeah, they're just trying to block us out and stop us all going over there. It's in Poland this year. You have to say, it's an argument. It's going to be yeah. difficult for the Poles not to have a real ownership on the podiums. Yeah. If half the UK athletes can't go. Yeah. I think um, it's nice that the English team are going to the Polish National Championships. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know what, what should be, I just think it's a, we're in a bit of a free fall at the moment we haven't got a, U, a UK body everyone else seems to have one I don't know what the solution is for that because I'm not nominating myself and you're not doing the same to, to be representative of that I don't um, think anyone wants that do they let's be honest nobody wants nobody that. needs that but the point is neither does anybody else no so we're stuck without well there's plenty of people offering to do it they're just bellends so we're trying to avoid <laughs> them uh, so I don't know I just feel like it's a bit flat yeah no, I, I agree again I'm not exactly in the OCR running scene anymore am I let's be honest but um, from an external point now looking in from what I used to know it does seem very different Moscow revamped the league which I think it needed to do it's now yeah, it makes sense best now. part of a year long and I think it's a lot better that way mm. but then you can't find the races without being really going yeah. to, you know there's an issue there in the way that's been marketed I think but at least they're, they're doing something to try and change it change it yeah, yeah. and it makes more sense the way they have done it now we won't tell you how they've done it we'll let you go and find that one yourself because that <laughs> is equally hard to find um, but yeah I think the challenge is here see if you can find which races are involved before Musk will make any changes mm. we do hear this obviously going to make changes but without going to the Facebook page yeah. to find the link so just go into the Mustacle website see how long it takes you to find which races are involved and if you manage that put a video of you doing it on our, on yeah, our page that. and we'll be bloody impressed I guarantee you will do the same links we did yeah. first which is you know the scoring points links and all the other things well you mean the exact link where it says below are the races and then it yes. says no races correct that one yeah 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 so uh, sorry I don't mean to be critical but it's um, it would be really helpful that's probably much the best thing we've got as a governing body who has any kind of influence on what people do in OCR which is probably Mustacle uh, it'd just be handy if we knew where to go to find what races involved. Yeah, yeah sounds alright. Tough Mudder troubles we sort of glazed over already. Yeah. Allegedly, those that have won Tough Mudder races this series and this year are still waiting on paychecks from six months ago. I think in some yeah. cases. Yeah, but yeah, they're still taking money for new entrants for next year. Mm. Um, they've obviously got money because they've developed some new obstacles. Wow, we went through them last time. Are they really that new? I mean, let's be honest, they're better than the Spartan Helix. <laughs> Spartan <laughs> Helix. Oh, I've got some footage of the Spartan Oh my god, Helix. this is when you insert that audio clip of that massively over-happy guy. You've got to be careful what you wish for, though. We've been saying, you know, obstacles going too hard, is it going a bit Ninja Warrior? Christ, it's horrific. I don't oh. know, but I still don't know how I'm going to complete it when I see it. I reckon that listening to this, they're going to go out there and put like a 300 metre dash in it, but the thing is you've got to pay a tenner to do it, it's just slightly more expensive. But where are the handholds? Where, yeah. are the ha- where are you going to put your Well, feet? this is it. This is it. I'm quite impressed by how elite the people they chose to demonstrate were as well. It's okay. very innovative. Yeah, yeah, extremely, extremely. Oh, if you haven't checked it out, go and have a look at the Helix. It's arguably the best Credit thing you'll watch today. to the guy for getting so enthusiastic. Jesus Christ, yeah. Oh my God, have you seen this? Yeah. Incredible. She's a real elite athlete. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. Woo! Oh, I'm mocking it. Can we just skip half the podcast and give that guy dick of the day? (laughs) (laughs) Dick of the day. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Podcast over. Uh, Uh, um, Discussion three. Time for a quick debate. So what's discussion three? 
basically Spartan's assassination of the Alban. He uh, he obviously won the first two races in the World Series or World Trifecta Championship in the World Mountain. Spartan. We should lay out a little footer. We're a little bit defensive of Mr. John Alban. He is in. Every, I think we're a bit, we've got a bit of a love in for John, haven't we? Let's be honest. In these podcasts, he wins all the events. We talk about him a lot because he's pretty good. You in particular, you know, big advocate. For, right. Oh, okay. For John Alban. You know, yeah, if yeah, I even yeah. suggest that Chrissy Wellington might be him, you get very upset. I don't even know who she is, mate. Um, and uh, you know, but. Fair as well, it's due. Sat here in my John Alban fan club t-shirt with my phone case of his face. They made him go to Malaysia to qualify. Yeah, yeah, I saw which, that. Which he did. Yeah. After, I think, hearing one on, on a podcast saying, you know, and I, we had a debate about whether you should or should not qualify on yeah. your own podcast. Fair play to him for doing it. Well, um, I did it. Kudos. Yeah. yeah, I think they paid for him to go out there and do it, didn't they? I don't know the answer. Someone situation. told me that, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But yeah, then he heads out there and... Uh... <laughs> He, well, frankly, you know what, John, you let us all down. That's all down. Yeah, let us all down. Not just us, this whole nation he let down. Yeah. yeah, he was in The Telegraph, he was on BBC News. Could and then, have put OCR on the map. Yeah, yeah. He's just back to being highest Ryan earnings, Atkins now, isn't he? Highest earning sportsman. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like the Andy Murray of OCR. <laughs> yeah. well, of course, we're being harsh, because that was an incredible effort. And he basically got assassinated by Joe DeSena. Yeah. Making it pretty much impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, very unfairly, I think. I think, as we discussed previously, if John was close, they would have just changed the rules at some point to make it harder or whatnot. But, yeah, it was uh, quite the effort from him. A bit him. of respect for him just turning around and going, nah. Yeah. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah. And, and also, worth remembering, as John said, if you, do, if you haven't seen it, he spent all of his year doing, you know, quicker stuff. You know, he mm. hadn't done any 24-hour training. He hadn't done any ultra training for that last part of the year. And he certainly didn't taper. He went and did Lamb and... Wasn't that Lamb? He did the other one, the uh, uh, original, original Mountain Marathon. Marathon yeah. yeah, and, you know, like I said, he'd had the Tough Mudder World Championships. Which he won. He had, yeah, exactly. And then did he get to Tough Mudder 24 World Championships? Not sure. And, you know, then he had World Championships, then he had Spartan mm. Championships, then he had Trifecta Championships. And, you know, they're all short, fast, sprint intense races. None of this 24-hour pacing. So to get out there and to even be leading for as long as he did and... You know, to be smart enough to just say no, it's not worth it. I felt disappointed though, because not John's fault, it was basically an impossibility to do it. But kind of always think he'll do everything. Yeah. He was defeated, difficult, but you just, you wanted him to do it. You wanted him to be up there. It would have made a real difference to OCR. Mm -hmm. Would have hopefully brought some people in if they thought there was some real prize money that was obtainable and winnable. Well, people will still look at that and go, a million quid, I'm a runner, I'll take that. Will you put it up? Because they won't know him. As Jody Senna announced he's doing it again next year. Well, you know. He'll probably just make it 145 miles next year in 11 hours and <laughs> while carrying two kettlebells, singing some weird national anthem or something. So, who knows? We'll have to wait and see but what he does. Overall, good effort. Yeah, seriously well done on that. Good, seriously good well done. effort. Cool. Uh, heading into discussion four then. Taking a little bit of a backtrack as well, but it's just the way we lay things out here. Spartan Euros versus Euro Euros. Euros. OCR Euros. Yeah, whatever Euros it's called. OCR. Where are you heading and what money are you on? Because I know what you're going to go for here. You're going to take the runner's race and go to the Spartan Euros. Ordinal, also it's in the Dolomites this year, which is beautiful. I don't even know what that is. Hilly, Italy. Mm. Oh, yeah, stunning. It's pretty, I've never it been, but it does look nice there, yeah. I've been out there before. I did the uh, Cortina Trail Pathways, the North Face race. It is stunning. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. It's going to, if you haven't done any hill training, you're going to really, really suffer, but that's pretty normal for most Spartan events. Yeah. And you know what? It's just a lot easier to qualify for. Because you do a Spartan race, you finish in your top. You say that, 
got to pay for it. I was going to say, yeah, that's it. You've got to finance a Spartan race first of all, so that's not going to be. Whereas you, off air, already clearly announced you'd rather do the Euros because it's more of an obstacle race and it challenges you obstacle wise, right? Yeah, I mean, I said I'd rather do it. I didn't say I'm going to do it, but yeah, you're right. I think I'd probably head out towards um, the Polish. Obviously, we all know how I love the Polish, and I'm very respectful <laughs> of their their racing pedigree. Um, so I definitely would head out that way and have a look at what the team have got set up for there. But it is going to be a completely different race to last year because it's a completely different race team. But, and you know what it is? It's a proper obstacle race. It's, it's like burpees and somewhere fashioned. pretty. It's burpees somewhere pretty. Running up hills. <laughs> have you met me? <laughs> but I know Italy's <laughs> expensive. Italy's expensive. And a lot of Italy's flights go from somewhere like Heathrow or Gatwick, so you're probably never taking off anyway. And you do have to drive to get to Dolomites as well. But yeah. it's beautiful. I think it'll be the best European Spartan race ever. I mean, that's like saying the best of a bad bunch. No, Spartan race is good. <laughs> it's good. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be carrying stuff up the most beautiful scene you've ever seen, challenging trail pass. So even I will admit, I like trail running like when we're in Oslo for toughest or like mountain running. I, I, I can suffer through that. The carrying stuff, just nah. I can't take it off. Oh. I can't do it. That looks like it's very heavy. There isn't any carries in the well. There wasn't last year in the OCR year. It's basically just about hanging on everything for as long as possible until your hands give up and shred. Yeah, perfect. How is that perfect? How is that a good race? That's what I like. My hands don't shred as quick as other people's. Oh, there's passion. none of this. I did seven burpees, but no one was looking, so let's carry on. Everything's filmed now. They've got it down. Oh, yeah, because we've seen how well that's working. Those burpees that we saw out in America that we were laughing our heads off at. At least it's a system of any year. It's the biggest no-brainer that you should go and do spine. Yeah. And I'd obviously stick with heading out to the Euros. Well, you've got which race are you going to qualify at for the Euros? <laughs> Tell us about your journey to get to the... It sounds like far too complicated for me. Yeah, I'll be honest with you... Um, so I hadn't really thought that far ahead, but you've got two races to do it at. You've got to do nuts, or you've oh, got... I'll be at nuts. There you go. Probably won't finish, but I'll be at nuts. <laughs> if not, muscle Lake-er. There's probably a fair few flights you can buy off someone else in accommodation as well. Can't make it. <laughs> yeah, I just I'll go with someone else. There'd be a more cost-effective option than I think. That. I've done that the last few years. I've gone somewhere else, just bought someone else's flight. So. Well, a lot of people that aren't going to be going because they either can't qualify or they booked it for the wrong day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can we just appreciate that that comment from the OCR Euro page? So the OCR European Championship says we've got some important information when registering for the OCR. REC 2019, you must confirm your qualification by choosing your qualifying run from the list available at Muddest.com. If the list does not contain your qualification run, please contact your local OCR association, of which the UK doesn't have one, and get them to add it to the list. We will tighten the relations between Aquas all over the world. Not so good if you don't have one, which is us in the UK. So, we have Linda Johnson, who says commenting uh, in support of a comment made by Stuart Neal and saying it's a bit of a joke how the hell are we going to supposed to qualify she says it's such a fast I'm not going I've decided I would rather take my money somewhere else where they are more competent at creating an achievable race without all the rigmarole so that's two people who won't be there and giving money to Spartan and then the OCR European Championships come in and just brutally say good luck <laughs> It is the best thing we've seen. There's just, just essays and essays of comments from people that are angry. And they just couldn't care less. And interestingly, all the comments are from UK athletes. Quite like James Sackley's comment. Not too much of a mess from where I'm standing. I've already qualified, but I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, happy days. Point taken. Yeah, I'll be honest, I don't think they care. Is it really a European Championship event? Let's, like, let's be honest here. No one that has commented on that page is challenging. True. So who cares? 
why do you do them on the same day? It just makes no sense. Don't know. Don't know. The world has gone mad. Absolutely. The world's always been mad. So, James, I think listeners have probably had enough of our negative droll for a bit. So we're going to jump into our favourite OCR disrupt rap. And when we come back, we'll have a chat with Nuclear Phoenix's Robin French, all about some positive news to hit the OCR industry in our kit reviews and our community shout-out of the week. Stay tuned. OCR Disrupt with Nick Day and James Buckley. It might get a little controversial, yeah, it could get a little ugly. Keep it hella entertaining every single time. You can never hate this. Keep it authentic, just face it. Obstacle course racing, yeah, yeah. A community that's bigger every year. Fastest growing mass participation sports in the world. You ain't down with OCR Disrupt, you must be out your mind. Every time they keep it live, time to tune in and subscribe. Woo! Our kit review. So, kit review. We haven't done a kit review, but we... Well, I mean, I've got some gorilla, brilliant ho-ho-ho socks over Christmas. Do you any kit that you reviewed over Christmas? I got a kit bricks. Did you? For my parents, which surprised me, because they have no knowledge of OCR. Well, that, that tells, because they bought you a kit bricks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite impressed. Yeah. I was quite impressed, hello. If I could never justify the cost of spending that much money on a bag. I mean, I'd still struggle with the justification of how someone else spent the money on it, but... So I may review a bag in the future... But I have been pretty impressed with Obstacle Race magazine. Yeah, I love Obstacle that. Race magazine. I mean, let's be fair, I've been writing for it for years. It's one of the best ones there is. They've been... gone full digital. They have. Uh, as, an, as an option for subscription, which I think makes total sense. Yeah. Which is good because it keeps the cost down. It does. Very bad for me, though, because quite often I write controversial things that I'm better able to say out loud than I am to portray in written word. Uh, so I'll no doubt go back to offending people. On a wide audience pretty soon. You wouldn't believe that in the way you just articulated that statement. No, no, I like to fake up. This is all edited, heavily edited. I'm <laughs> actually <laughs> just sat here counting backwards from 10 in front of a mirror. Community fundraising that needs your support. Well, listen, it's not all negative in the OCR world. There is a huge bit of positivity coming out of the woods over at Wild Forest, where Robin French and Dave Peters have joined forces to launch a junior development programme. Following the lead of, uh, of Mr. Alf Powell. Any thoughts on that, James? No. Now, for those that heard the previous podcast, you'll know how passionate I am about getting children into the sport and how disappointed I was there was very little to encourage children at the recent OCR World Champs. So I've got Robin on the line uh, to have a quick chat about the development programme in more detail. So I wonder if you can just tell listeners, Robin, a little bit more about what you've set up, how it evolved and uh, what the programme is for juniors. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me on, you and James. It's not just myself and Dave Peters. It's Emma Wearing and Jane Grant. Um, it basically started up just trying to set up some extra classes for the OCR girls down at Rumble which is James's facility, Rumble Fitness, and down at Wild Forest. And we literally just discovered that we wanted to get more kids involved in OCR and get them to the OCR World Start Line for 2019. And we all sort of come together and decided that it was just something that we could grow. So us, the four founders grew OCR development program and it's it's growing massively. It's not just in the UK now. We're getting interest from all over the world. And we are really keeping like a sort of strict SLA where um, in terms of health and safety, insurance, DBS, safeguarding qualifications, just so that the kids are getting a great program to make them become better or even introduce them into OCR because, as you know, kids pick up sort of bad traits from a young age and we're trying yeah. to get them on the 
right path. I think it's awesome. Obviously, as a parent, I know how hard it is to get kids outside. You know, they're always addicted to their iPads. I'm a youth of iPads. Because they never really want to go outdoors. OCR offers them a, a brilliant world where they get, you know, get muddy, get out in the fresh air, get exercising. We know there's an epidemic out there for obesity in young children anyway. So if I understand it correctly, this is all about training and upskilling the juniors. Is that right? Absolutely. We are not um, making hardly any profit at all. Obviously, costs have to be covered for facilities and coaching, etc. But we literally are doing this non-profit at all. We just literally love what we do. We're so passionate about it, all four of us. That's why it works so well, I think. And we really are bouncing off each other and the work we are putting on is such a high standard and the course that, that each junior will get it will shine through and show that obviously you guys are qualified pts as well so i should, I should yeah. add that just uh, anyone who's decided to, to run it you, you've all got the right qualifications but interestingly we had a, a podcast recently with obviously becky rendell who's also part of the uh, nuclear phoenix team and she was talking about how we can get more women into the sport I'm pretty sure this junior development program was born out of a wish for Emma trying to get more girls into OCR. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to get more OCR girls racing and getting more OCR girls in their team as such as well. And we are literally constantly trying to find more and more females, more and more juniors, because without them, the sport won't continue. It won't continue to grow. And we are we are getting trying to get big brands involved like, um, like Youth Sports Trust. And there's a leading expo, which I can't name at the moment. Um, involved and even trying to follow the guidelines and governance of the UK sport in England, things like that under the junior program. So we are, yeah, we are trying, even schools as well, going to schools. We have things like where we're doing sessions, like trying to get sessions with them as well to get, like I said, especially kids who are not in OCR, um, just to get them involved in the sport, get them outside, get them out uh, off their iPads and computers etc and to get them more involved in physical activities brilliant i mean you know everyone thinks me and james can only ever be negative but i think this is a hugely positive program being launched within the ocr community and if you are going to make it a sport in the future we got to start while the kids are young while they're enthusiastic and while they want to learn so just just quickly summarize robin what are the key objectives then for your program as you uh, as, as, as the program continues to grow the main objective is to get kids to into ocr get juniors into ocr and get them on the start line for the OCR World Champs yeah. and just getting them involved and making them better athletes and just trying to get them active. That is our main goal. I think Scotland, McTuff, kids, they've done, done an event and they've done quite well there, getting more and more kids involved. So it is working and it is it is becoming bigger for kids and they do actually want to do it. It's just knowing where to go to do it as well. Fantastic. And, you know, as a parent of two, which I am, I've got a, a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. I think it's also really good for the mental health side of things. I don't think necessarily kids indoors stuck on computer games is particularly good for the mental health. I know mental health problems are on the rise anyway. So I'm assuming this is going to also bring not just great benefits to the sport, but great benefits to you know, children's mobility and exercise programs. But hopefully we'll have a bit of an impact on the, on, on the future mental health of these kids as well. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I just want to say as well, if there's RDs listening, most directors listening, the kids can't compete if the age groups are not there. So we are trying to get them to qualify more kids on the uh, OCR World start line. So if more races do want to get involved and assist, then please get in touch with us because we do want more kids, especially UK kids at the start line of the OCR Worlds. Brilliant point. Now, I don't know if you know the answer to this, Robin, but I might as well ask the question. Does that mean that the next OCR World Champs is going to be a little bit more for the kids to do if they're not competing, if they're there to observe their parents competing? Is it going to be more for them to do as well, or is that unknown at this point? Well, I've had, yeah, I've had my ear to the ground with some of the uh, OCR World's people, and already they've 
made huge plans from what I've heard to have more for the kids to do in terms of OCR World's enjoyment, obstacles, etc. So the OCR Worlds, from what I've heard, have listened to the huge feedback that people are giving, especially with stuff to do there. And they are taking it aboard, and as they do every year, they develop and increase on it. Excellent. So I know everyone thinks me and James are pretty negative over here at OCR Desfort, but I guess our overall point of conversation is so we can hopefully influence in their promote change. And that's something that uh, we're not saying it's down to our conversations, but I was pretty scathing about because there was very little for my kids to do. So there's going to be more next year. Uh, and that's, that's good for everyone. So uh, fantastic. Listen, great to have you on board, mate. And um, we'll catch up soon. Great. Thank you for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. And so do the other guys. No, no worries. I'll put some links to the um, Junior Development Facebook group in the episode notes. But there you go, James. You know, someone doing something positive. We're good at being negative. I'm exceptional at it. But worth a shout out. I think two, two shout two shout outs. One got in OCR Junior Program, mm-hmm. and two because it needs support. If you want these to be other publications, trying to be mm-hmm. something positive. To the other podcasts out there, for anyone that's doing stuff that's trying to grow the popularity of what is almost a sport, I think we should be championing. So a little shout out. So if you haven't subscribed because whatever reason, go and have a look. The podcast magazine is really high quality nowadays as well. Good stuff. Yeah. And if there's anything that you want us to talk about, shout out, uh, ridicule, offend, then test. Get in touch. Yeah, if there's any food that you want to send to Nick and he'll never tell me about, then feel free. Obstacle course, race results, upcoming events and athlete shout-outs. Quick race overview. Upcoming races. Yeah, so we had to really struggle hard. Because there isn't any. And there aren't all the races dead, there's none left. Well, that and they're just not on Mudstacle's calendar. They've got their independent race calendar. And I think it just doesn't have races on that they don't like. So there's no tough guy on it, there's no nuts on it. They've got Brutal listed down. Not even a fucking obstacle race. (laughs) Bloody hate that place. Love the race. Great running, Brutal. Just... Never been happy that they keep winning best value obstacle race when it's a trail run. I've but not done it, so... They're very good runs. Very good runs. I'm not disagreeing that. But uh, when they're best value obstacle race, it doesn't have any obstacles in it. There might be something going wrong there. But, yeah, so we had to, we had to scratch around pretty hard on the obstacle I mean, race. I mean, Tough the big one that died and has come back. Yeah. And, you know... All good things die young. And come back... This is not a good thing. It's living forever. Um, so we went on to Obstacle Race Magazine in the end, and uh, we went through their calendar. And it's Tough Guy, and it's the big showdown that we've all been waiting for. James Ruckley versus Daniel Corner. Absolutely. Yeah. Dan I Corner. did go to the OCR Buddy app as well to see if there were any races we'd missed. Nothing listed in the month of January. No, it's a pretty empty month, to be fair. All pretty quiet. Yeah, but you've heard it at first... Dan Corner versus No Show Ruckley. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and call it. He's not showing up. He's scared of me. I'm in his head. Went climbing with him yesterday. I'm in his head. Told him I've been training hard. And then he destroyed you on the climbing wall. He did not destroy me on the climbing wall. That's what I heard from I was, Becky Rendell. I was tired walking from the coffee station to the climbing wall. Well, you know, my aerobic capacity's gone down a bit. But uh, once we were on that wall, he tell you what he's good, though. You can tell he climbed when he was younger. Because he came, might have been. Own, he came in his own shoes. Yeah, I mean, it might have been three, four hundred years ago. Who knows? But Dan Corner versus No Show Ruckley. He is a good old lad. And then we got nuts, obviously. Yeah, we love nuts. We love nuts. February winter is absolutely nuts. dead. So February, don't even worry about racing. But uh, winter nuts is what second, third of March. That's the one, yeah. Which I've only ever done it once, and I vowed I'd never do it again. But I might have to because it's the only race that qualifies for pretty much every event going. 
Oh, 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 oh. So uh, I might have to go along just to. How many laps are you going to do? Well, I think if I do the lo- if I do the long one, which I don't want to do, you kind of don't have to come anywhere, do you? you just automatically qualify for everything. I think we should have a uh, no tail disrupt. James versus Nick race. I'll go for that. Yeah. Obstacle course racer versus the runner. Yeah. Fancy dress. I mean, I'll wear a wetsuit. Scuba Steve, I'm on it. Scuba Steve. I'll <laughs> be up for that. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, so, and then, sign up. I hate that race. It's too cold. Like we said, brutal. But, you know, not to be too brutal on brutal. Uh, featured OCR community shout-outs. There are a couple of things I have to say. Richard Willis, listen to the uh, the episode where I talk about why the hell do people run topless. And he did his first... He did the Winter Beast. It was the first race he'd ever done without top. And he said that uh, it was a five-mile race. And he said, after listening to the OCR podcast, I decided to give topless racing a go. I'm used to training runs in the summer topless, but this was my first race. It was a bit windy at the start, but as soon as the race started, I was comfortable or too hot when the sun came out. All race. It also felt very liberating. So a successful experiment and probably one I'll try again. Thank you, OCR Disrupt. There you go. We are... Here we go. Are we social media influencers? Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how to pronounce names. I'm leaving this to you. Tamar and Victoria... That's Tamar and, not and. I thought you said and earlier. Tamar and Victoria says she really enjoyed the latest episode of the podcast. As a small female racer, I'm fine with having the same weights as the men. However, the stereo I find physically impossible due to the arm span length. Now, we did talk about this. I don't know Tamar and Victoria. No. But she must have a very small arm yeah. span. Yeah. Well, I mean, Including let's be torso. Honest. Her arms must be less than 30 centimetres. Most people have an ape index of zero, don't they? Which is your, like, or roughly around that, which is your relationship of arms to um, height. So if your arm, your wingspan is the same as your height, that's an ape index of zero. If your arms are wider than your height, that's a positive ape index. So, I mean, on the principle that it's 95 centimetres, she must be about a metre tall. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not saying anything against those people, you know, vertically challenged, that's fine. Um, you can vertically challenged, is that funny? Yeah, yeah, considerably, considerably. Oh, five, um, five one? Yeah, 5'1". Five I just very early on got stuck into human growth hormones and various other things, and here we are. So that's my recommendation there. No, don't do that. Um, <laughs> don't, it's a 30 centimetre jump up I mean I don't want to sound horrible here and clearly someone actually listens so I probably shouldn't offend our only listener but I think a worthy comment she does say that the weights can be, be the same she doesn't know what the answer is either it's, it's a, you know welcome the feedback it just made me wonder how short she must be if she couldn't reach 95 centimetres yeah if you could uh, let us know I'd... I would say it's a technique thing rather than yeah, yeah, an exactly. answer and problem yeah and uh Maybe go and get some uh, some coaching. So, thank you for the feedback. Keep it coming. I think racing topless. Now's the month to be doing it. Yeah. If you're going to go to Tough Guy, let's see how many men can handle racing topless on the start line of Tough Guy. Shout out to Jack Mason, who many years ago ran it in Budgie Smugglers. There you go. Yeah. Budgie did die. If you but... do turn up to Tough Guy and run it, run it topless, you know, I don't mind a little bit of male eroticism. Let's uh, take pictures, send it to us. We'll put it on a, on a Facebook group. Even better, find Nick when he's there and he will warm you up in the showers himself. I'll be too intimidated. I won't be on the start line. <laughs> I can't face people that top us on the start line, we know this. Would they be John? And this one's a shout out to Robbie Border. He has suggested after the last race, which was obviously the 24 hour yeah. world championships, Jonathan Album will be defended by Nick. Correct. And I will be winning today with Joe Decina, the Ooh. head of Spartan Race. Well, a competition. Yes, and frankly, there's only one winner here uh, Joe Decina. 
<laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Right. See, this is why it doesn't work in, in, when you type it out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, we'll go with that. We'll go with that's what it is. So, we said like that. so for those of you who don't know who John Alban is, that's understandable. Um, there's a little-known runner. James has a slight advantage here before we start. I think if those have heard the other podcast, James always says that you have to choose your last event. Yes. But John's last event, he didn't win. Didn't finish. That was Joe DeSena's race. Yeah. I feel like there's a slight bias in the race event here. We might have to choose a separate race. Let's we choose say, a no, fictional race. Let's say, what do you mean, like our... Or how about next year's... OCI uh, International European World Obstacle Championship of the Globe in... Okay, that should be the race. I don't yeah. think John Alvin will probably win that. Well, I mean, it's been designed by Joe DeSena, obviously. It has, but I don't know if, if John could solve the puzzle. He's, yeah, he's good athletically, but has he got it in the mind? His sister is a, is a doctor... But I feel like Beth Alban is here. Pretty sure in one of his recent races, he actually got the one code he had to remember mm. incorrect. That's why he got burpees or the penalty. Oh, really? Yeah, so he took down the wrong code. But maybe we should just think that the Iceland World Championships as that was the last race and not break our rules. Iceland World Championships, where John didn't win, but didn't win. would have won had the race been reasonable and fair. Why was it unfair? I think we discussed already. I don't think it was possible to finish that race in your lot of time. I know the race itself is okay, but not to win the million pound prize. Okay, okay. But he's racing against Joe Racina now, so... Uh, he is. Well, why, I don't understand why Joe would beat him. He's just not on the same level as John when it comes to OCI racing. He's you a race organiser. You are completely correct. Joe Racina is not of the same level. He is far superior to John Alvin. In, in every respect. Pick, pick a category. What has Joe Racina won in the OCR world as a race? Not that he's a race... The hearts oh. of millions of people. Oh, my God. Smallest violin in the world. So tell me a race that's recent that Joe Racina has even attempted to race it's OCR related that would give him any kind of kudos background credibility in terms of racing against John Alvin he first became interested in long distance events um, many many years ago after getting a little bit of weight um, and he used to just train by running up and down the stairs of his apartment building for any of you following at home with Wikipedia open, uh, I will provide quite a, yeah, like a reference quotation at the end of this. I'm not quite sure how in any way that helps your argument, though. Well, because he later moved to Vermont in a private stock trading business and used to just run up and down the mountains, hence why Spartan has a big history of being There are lots Vermont. of people that run up lots of mountains. There are, there are. So obviously after moving to Vermont, he became an ultramarathon runner um, where he used to compete in super long events. Now, we are talking here... About ultramarathon. So you're going to give, you're going to reel off all of his event wins now, right? To give him some credibility here, or is it just I've done some ultramarathons? Am I going to beat John? Completed 50 ultramarathon events and 14 Ironmans. No, I don't think John's done that. He hasn't. How many of those has he won? Let's assume all of them. <laughs> I don't think we can assume he's won any of them. There are lots of people who do lots of Ironman and finish it in 17 hours. Not taking any away from that achievement, but it's uh, as we know from your Ironman. Don't you fuck with me? <laughs> in about 17 hours. 15. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'll be honest with you. So let's go straight to the Speed. Speed, John. Yeah, I'll let you have that one. Endurance, John. Yeah, I'll let you have that one. History, John. Yeah, I'll let you have that one. Obstacles, John. I mean, Joe Decino, he's probably played on a Helix or while, right? That Helix yeah. is going to come out of nowhere. You if just... we can do the Helix, probably I'll give you a draw on... But that's assuming he can do the Helix. Oh, I mean, it's a super tough obstacle. 
but I just don't think there's a handhold or foothold for John to grab hold of to be able to complete that first no. time. No, whereas Joe Cena would have his many um, servants just carry him across. Well, we're assuming it's the first time they've ever seen the obstacle. Yes. So I don't know if anyone can complete that without practicing it first. No, no, I feel like that is a pretty... Yeah. Have you got to work out where the, where the handholds are? Or we got no chance? More than that, I feel like you just need to be sort of like a, a different level spiritually. You need to understand your body and the energies that flow around it. I do think, and I'm defending you now, that Joe Cena comes from a yoga-based background as well. Does he? Maybe that'll help him. Well, he could contort himself into some sort of demented pretzel and just float across I'd imagine but having not known whether or not he has even attempts at the helix either I don't think we can give him the win on that so should we go for a draw so what's that like 3-1 you 3-1 strength for Jodacina yeah I guess Jodacina can have strength yeah so I win 3-2 no we've got we've got terrain John well he's not done very well on that terrain clearly has he well in Iceland we've got yeah. marathons generally well, this is Iceland race but he's won in every this is Iceland race he didn't win there he didn't win but he was <laughs> Jodacina didn't even attempt to run it you don't know that Comparing the two, where John is used to running Sky Series mountain races, I think John has to have the victory for terrain. I mean, I see what you're saying. I would give Joe Cena the win if it was about who's the best race organiser or developer or whatever that stuff, director. I mean, it's a ridiculous debate. How do you it is. It's down to your chosen category now. Well, I don't think I need a category because it's I'm four one up and you can't beat me. And John would just obliterate Joe Decina in an obstacle race so I'm quite happy for the first time ever saying I don't need a category for John I'm 4-1 up I don't think you can catch me up what's your category sir? my category is Joe Decina's irrationally unfair factor okay he does not care who you are he will just change the rules of the race I imagine allegedly and just make it so that he wins. So you are John Alban. You are getting towards that finish line. You are in front of... I can of, see it. I can see that. You can see that. But no, I've radioed ahead. And I have told them that because you are so skinny and you're English and you're just too quick and it's unfair, you have to do a thousand burpees on the finish line. And I have walked past you. So you're doing the whole uh, hair and tortoise. Yeah, that's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. And while I'm coming past you, I'm bicep curling, some kettlebells, getting some sort of functional training <laughs> on the go here. I am not worried at all. I know John can't run faster than his radio. Uh, radio talking. Physics. Just basic physics principles. But that only gives it makes, that makes it 4-2, right? Um, you're suggesting the only reason John would win is because the radio speed... You said he'd be pumping his muscles and just walk past John. But that's, that's because he's so super fit. But that would suggest that Joe Cena would actually beat John. Also, what we haven't made aware here is that Joe Cena's um, irrationally unfair factor, that's not just about the thousand burpees here. We've taken shortcuts, we've had a Starbucks, um, <laughs> we've done many things along the way. We've done a book signing, we failed to show up to some of our own races, and then we've arrived. Second place is first place. There you go, this is it. These are the things you don't think about because you are not a race director. That's not going to cost me a million quid. Exactly, True. exactly. But so what I need to establish is, are you, are you saying therefore Joe wins or it's a draw? Yeah, I mean, I just don't see how John could win this one. Joe Decina is Spartan. He knows Spartan race inside out. You know, John's going to But he miss. wouldn't beat John. So we've got to call it a draw. John mm. can't lose to Joe Decina because of his irrational. I feel like John's sure. already lost to Joe Decina on a number of occasions. <laughs> oh, that's a little bad point. Yeah. I like that. Uh, first American to beat John as well. Yeah. That hasn't happened very often. No. Unless, you know, we're including the use of spikes. Harsh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wasn't that used by a Canadian? Hey. It's in America. He said tomato. I say tomato. <laughs> Tadpole frog. Thanks for the shout out, Robbie B, but I, I feel Joe like... Joe DeSantis beats John Abbott. No, I feel like John's going to win this, isn't he? Let's be honest. But John I mean, would I'm, win it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I've got to be fair here, because otherwise next time something ludicrous will come out and you'll suggest that you know, Rocky just punched John in the face and John's unconscious. Rocky walked to the finish line. I mean, Rocky so. would beat John. We've had that oh, debate. Oh, uh, here we go. Calling it a draw? <laughs> um, we've not been very Spartan friendly this no, I like Spartan events. I love, I love hemorrhaging 30 pounds every thousand meters. 
competition time. Competition winner this week. It has to be. A dick of the day's Instagram man. We have an Instagram man. So James Allen highlighted a certain message that took place. And we're going to read it out to you. Uh, James Allen, for those that don't know, is the guy who basically had split his knee so bad it's like the passing of the Red Sea. Yeah, then he's had like three weeks in hospital or something silly. Yeah, and he's split it open again and he's, the amount of blood is just incomparable to any other injury you've ever seen. Uh, it's, uh, he opens that scab up and it's just like a torrid waterfall of blood. Mm-hmm. It's not. That'd be the next sort of like adventure race. We've got to go through his wound on the way. Yeah, well, it's too much blood. I don't think Joe Cena or John Albert could get through the wound of James Allen's knee. Yeah. It was pretty bad. <laughs> So, let's get this Instagram conversation up. Here we go. It says, there's a certain guy called Alex Wish, W-I-S-C-H. Let's go with it, Wish. Instagram uh, feed says, uh, it takes courage to fail and persistence to succeed. He's a trainer, lifestyle coach, pro-athlete coach, manager. He's, uh, he does ninja, does OCR. He's got over 5,500 followers. In shorthand, for those of you that don't speak social media, probably a bellend. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. <laughs> Wrote a perfectly... Fair email to someone, and we don't know who this is to. It's uh, disc- not disclosing it, but this is what he says to someone else who's on Instagram. So obviously, someone respected, presumably, based on the message he writes. I have been following you and really enjoyed the opportunity to come and train in Colorado with your crew. Also, check out my IG. I'm trying to grow followers and would be willing to throw you some cash if you do a solid shout out. Enjoy your evening. I think that's a nice message. Let's just cut the last half of that. He's messaging random people, paying them. To shout his Instagram out because he's a needy bellend. No, I, I'm defending. He's turned around and said, I want to come and train with you. I want to get better. I want to improve myself. I want to become a better athlete. But I'll pay you to say my name on social media because I'm a needy bellend. <laughs> the answer he got was... One that I would have sent myself. <laughs> from the lovely email he sent across. Yeah, yeah. Saying, was... I, think I really want to join your crew. We want to be part of you. He got this response. Rumour is that you're a scummy dude. Good luck, turd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know who sent that, but that person. We don't know who it was. Who knows who the pro uh, OCO athlete is? Is based in Colorado. That made those two lines back for completely being unnecessarily harsh. We would like to offer you a job as head of uh, public services. <laughs> he did respond. He said, uh, "I asked where he received this opinion of me in hope of a better understanding, and I told him this is not the reputation I wish to hold in any community." What this athlete does not understand is that he is just litter flame that will forever grow. He has done me a favour. He has fueled my motivation to train harder and smarter, and I have a target who I will aim to beat this 2019 season. <laughs> Someone get that man a Kleenex. <laughs> who, is, who is the legend that is that OCR athlete yeah. from Colorado? Seriously, like, we normally do dick of the day. I'm giving that man an award. I owe that man a beer. <laughs> the only comment that I can see on this is from uh, Hunter. It just says, ha, 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 ha. And you know what? We love that. It's just totally unnecessary as a response, though. Yeah, but I love it. Rumour is that you're a scummy dude, good luck turd. For all we know, it could be he's a scummy, a scummy dude. Dirty dude. We don't know this. Like, <laughs> So, uh, just thought we'd read it up. Yeah. Quite fun. So, so basically, was... if you are in need of motivation, um, I suggest you don't message me. Also, don't speak to OCR Pro Athlete. Let's be honest, he's probably not an OCR Pro Athlete himself. Probably not. But... There we are. But we'll finish on that that rather comical note. Yeah, and let's hope we have more of that throughout 2019. 
Happy racing, happy yeah. campers. I'll see you at the Spartan races. <laughs> or uh, I won't see you at the Europeans. <laughs> yeah. You won't have a fucking get there. Oh, God, no. Oh, well, thanks for listening. Um, we might see you next time if we're not indicted we'll under some sort of... Chat to you in Feb. Yeah. the OCR Disrupt podcast if you want to join the conversation check out the OCR Disrupt Facebook group and get involved in the debate till next time Bye.